I wrote a letter to Sheeds from Pev. Pev didn't know it. Sheeds didn't know it. Now, I called Pev in Monset Pev. I've written Sheeds a letter from you expressing why you should be on the Essendon list. Hi, everyone. My name's Julian Trantino and I'm from the Don's Digital team. While we wait for footy to return, we're pleased to bring you a five-part series with Adrian Dodoro, the club's GM of List and Recruiting. Leading the club's recruiting for 22 years, Adrian has a wealth of draft stories that he'll be sharing exclusively on the podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Well, Adrian, the name Damien Peveril, it's a name that's dear to the Essendon faithful, but for you in particular, recruited at pick 32 in two that in the 2001 rookie draft, went on to play 144 games in eight seasons for the Bombers. Damien had a fascinating journey to Essendon. Can you talk us through it? Yeah, I can. And it's one of my favourite stories and one of my favourite people uh, of all time at Essendon Footy Club. Um, so Damien, obviously another Calder Cannon product, um, came through Keeler Park, and just kept getting knocked back um, year after year. Um, and I remember watching him play as a supplementary player at Melbourne back in those days. And, you know, great work ethic. Um, you know, could, you could just run and run and run. But he had this, you know, mechanical kicking style which turned a lot of people off. Um, but if you really studied it, it was actually quite effective. It just it didn't look all that great. And he came and did a number of pre-seasons with us and, you know, he, he would win every single running um, session that we had. He was sublimely fit. Um, the problem with uh, Pev was back then was he didn't talk too much. Very, very introverted bloke, hardly said a word, really likeable, lovable sort of guy, but just did, couldn't, you know, couldn't express himself, had no um, in extroverted nature whatsoever. And I always had this philosophy with recruiting players that if if you're going to recruit a player because you think he can add value to your team, then you certainly pick him. But if you're coaching staff who see a guy in pre-seasons actually think that he's not the right fit for you, then there's probably no reason um, to draft a guy to your club if he's not going to get played. But I also – I was really strong on Pev and um, I, I – I just couldn't get Sheeds over the line with him. Uh, you just mentioned there trying to get Sheeds over the line. Now, there's that famous story about a letter that you and Pev had to draft to Sheeds to try and get his faith. Can you talk me through that? <laughs> yeah, it's a great story. I, I, Pev and I would, you know, obviously talk quite a bit, and um, and I just couldn't get Sheeds over the line to believe in in in, in Pev. So, I came up with this idea. I said, right. So I wrote a letter to Sheeds um, from Pev. Pev didn't know it. Sheeds didn't know it. Now, I called Pev in and I said, Pev, I've written Sheeds a letter from you expressing why you should be on the Essendon list. Anyway, he looked at it because Pev had this problem at the time. He couldn't really express himself. He was so shy. Anyway, so he wrote the letter word for word, you know, copied what I had written, <laughs> Gave it to Sheeds. Sheeds the next day came back. Oh, you're not going to believe the letter that Damien Pevel wrote me. Oh, we've got to take this boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was. <laughs> so yeah, you're right, Sheeds. Great kid. Yep. You know, no, no dramas. And um, the rest is history. We uh, we ended up drafting him. And in that year, if you remember correctly, you could come off off the rookie list, um, play, but when an injured player 
came off the rookie, off the injured list, then the rookie couldn't play anymore. And I, to this day, say that he played uh, a major part in us losing that 2001 grand final because he was in brilliant form. He was exactly what we needed at the time. He could have played on a Sean Hart or a Michael Voss. Um, but uh, and if you remember, there's a famous picture of him being walk, walked off the ground. I think it might have been in Sydney. Um, where the players are giving him a standing ovation, knowing that he had to go off the senior list and go back into the VFL program that year, and we couldn't play him um, in the in the finals that year. And I and, and that obviously, as a consequence, the AFL did change the rules with rookies, so they can come on the list and stay on the list. Um, and I always thought that year that, particularly going to that two thousand and one grand final, we had so many players that were you know, injured and underdone that he would have been absolutely vital to us and I'm, and I'm not saying we would have won the game but I'm, I'm, I'm confident that um, you know he certainly would have made a difference for us. It's a bit of a shame we couldn't see him out there in the 2001 grand final but just on that letter what exactly did it say? Do you, do you remember what you wrote in it? Um, I've actually got it I've actually still got a copy of it somewhere but it was it was mainly along the lines of just a, a being really appreciative given the opportunity and um, I put myself in his shoes and just, you know, what would Sheeds have wanted to hear? And Sheeds is one of these guys that he wanted people that were committed, hungry, willing to do the work, um, you know, and had a bit of mongrel in them. Um, and, and that was the, the essence of, of, of the letter. And, I mean, maybe Pev tweaked it a little bit, but uh, it certainly <laughs> worked for him. There's also the factor of growing up barracking for the club that you drafted for. So we know that Pev was a big Essendon supporter growing up. Do you give that much consideration when you're looking at potential draftees? Oh, I think it's important. We had a number of boys. You know, um, Dyson Heppel was a, a mad Essendon supporter. David Zaharakis grew up barracking for the Bombers. It does mean a lot. Even this year we took, you know, Harry Jones and um, the night before the draft he gave me a call and, gave you know, just said, please draft me tomorrow. Uh, it's been my lifelong dream and... It's not the it's not the factor to draft a young man, but it it does mean a hell of a lot to know that you've got a young boy that wants to beat your football club because you know going forward when you've you know you've got to recontract these guys and there's other clubs coming looking for them, you know that there is a loyalty factor and it is important. It does play a vital part in 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 building your club and creating that environment that you want, you know, that special environment that you want around the place. And we saw Pev just absolutely get the best of him, out of himself and he really put everything into the red and black. What do you think were the reasons you could put that down to? Oh, there's no doubt. He was the, he was the junkyard dog. He, he had been rejected that many times that he had to make every post a winner, you know. And his training ethic, work ethic was phenomenal, you know. He would... Um, you know, the old grinder at the club, I think he wore it out. You know, he, every time he had an injury, he would still be the fittest guy coming back from an injury. Um, resilience, tough. I remember one day he got kicked in the arm, broke his arm, got operated that night and played the following week. You know, he was just a genuinely tough player and extremely underrated. Like he got the big jobs every week and he carried them out. You know, he did it. Um, and he became a really reliable person for the club and, again, highly, highly respected. I know every recruiter would probably say yes to this, but the way he just burst onto the scene as a replacement for Joe Mercedi when he was injured, would you have imagined in your wildest dreams he would have come along that quickly after 
pretty much going four years undrafted and having all these unsuccessful stints everywhere. Yeah. Well, the thing was he was performing at a really high level at, at VFL level, but a lot of people thought that that form wouldn't have translated at the highest level. But good form is good form. Um, and he was at a, you know, at a really nice age, probably 21, 22 years of age. So physically he was mature, he was hungry, and he might have been introverted in nature, but as a footballer, expressing himself, he was extroverted, hungry, desire. And, you know, they're the great stories in footy, guys that want to make something of their lives. Uh, and he certainly was one of those guys that said, you know, not by words but by actions that that's what he wanted to achieve and he certainly got the best out of himself. And we do see him around the club a fair bit now, obviously with his son Noah and his daughters Scarlett and Mia in the James Heard Academy. Is it fair to say that you're both still very good friends? I love Pev. I was fortunate enough to be at his wedding. Um, probably haven't seen him as much uh, in recent days as possible. But every time he, he comes to the James Hurd Academy, you know, there's there's always uh, that affection between the two of us, something pretty special. And, uh, yeah, he's a guy that hopefully uh, his young fella and his girls turn out to have the, the same grit that uh, their father had. Adrian, we often see, like, with a change of coach, players can fall out of favour. And unfortunately, it didn't end too well for Pev when he was delisted in 2008 how hard a period was that for Damien and do you do you feel like maybe he was a little bit harshly dealt by yeah I think so I, I always felt that Damien had a bit more left in the tank um, but then again Pev would have been one of these guys that would have played until he's 100 because that's just how he was wired you know he's just a competitor um, and, and just a super fit player but you know once Sheed's got sacked uh, in 2007 and then uh, Matthew Knights came on as coach. Knight, I just wanted to take the team on a different path, on a different trajectory. He had a different vision for the team. I remember there was one day, I think it was Anzac Day 2008, when uh, he was in emergency before the game. And I, I remember thinking to myself, shit, he'd be terrific if he could put him out in the park today. But, you know, he never played that day. And I just thought, well, maybe this is a sign that, you know, we're taking this team in a different direction. And, yeah, and this happens a lot um, with a lot of players. Um, but one thing about Pev, he never whinged, never complained, um, you know, never dropped any of his standards around the football club because that's the sort of char- character and person that he was. Um, but the club decided to go in a different direction and he, like a lot of other players at that time, um, you know, left the club. Well, with all that considered, when you look back on the selection of uh, Damien Peverell, is it one that you're... Where, where does it rank, I guess, in your list from your 22 years in recruiting at the club? Um, really, really highly up there because the ones that you really take a lot of um, pride with are the ones that don't come through traditional recruiting um, ranks. You know, he's the one that you, you back your judgment, you back your instincts, you back your, your visualisation techniques you know, they're not the kids that are the blue bloods that come through the national draft, your first rounders, you know, that go to draft camps that do 15 beeps. They're the ones that you watch play and they're the ones that you believe in. Um, and, you, and I think every recruiter around every club has those stories and therefore they're the ones that you have a fair amount of affection with. Uh, and they're the, they're the great stories. Well, thanks again for the chat, Adrian. Some great insights there into Pev. Thanks for your time. Yep, no problem. Thanks, guys.